Welcome to Series 7, Episode 3 of the MSC Performance Podcast. My name is Luke, and today I'm joined by Jura Muchdinak. Hello, you're getting better and better with the pronunciations. I just noticed, as soon as I said it, I was like, why do we say Jura? So no one else is surname apart from Jura. But it's like a little test to see how well I'm coming along with the pronunciations. So exactly. that's pretty good. How are you, Jura? I'm doing very well, thank you. Have my coffee, ready to go, ready to tackle the day. I was going to say, we're, we're both enjoying a lung black courtesy of Saint Kitchen, the best coffee shop in the jewellery quarter, uh, as we're about to do a podcast on caffeine. Yeah. So uh, we'll be talking all things caffeine, the benefits, the negatives, how much you should be drinking. Um, yeah, diving into it. I think it's an interesting topic. A lot of people love caffeine, evidently from our little poll. So, uh, But before we get into it, Yura, tell me how's things been the last time since the last time you've been on the MSC podcast which has been about a month i reckon yes so things have been things have been very good actually yeah uh, training has been developing in a nice direction um, been able to do more and more stuff obviously after my injury so yeah feeling good around that in terms of what working are you doing in, uh, what were you doing training wise like how's that looking at the minute what are you currently doing uh, at the minute i'm doing a 3 day full body split obviously like focusing on main lifts and pushing the accessories quite hard as well um, I won't lie to you, I haven't been managing to do three days every week. Uh, some weeks have been easier, some weeks have been harder, uh, but I'm trying to maintain that three uh, per week so I can go into four soon, hopefully. Well, you know, if you're not managing three at the minute, then going into four <laughs> sounds uh, the perfect idea. <laughs> yeah, I, I mean, it's good yeah, It's good to see you get back into it, because obviously it's, it's frustrating when you've got that little injury. With, if the guys that don't know, he hurt his thumb in a work-related injury, unfortunately. Um, so it's limited, like the upper body stuff. So it's a little bit frustrating, isn't it? A little but bit frustrating, yeah. Maybe the positive is it's giving you a bit of time as well with the lower back, so now you're able to kind of, when you get back into training, hopefully dive in a little bit harder than maybe otherwise when you were trying to manage that. Uh, yeah, in, in regards to that, like I've been pushing, obviously, like lower body a bit more because I couldn't push my upper body as much. Yeah. Um, so yeah, squats have been feeling very nice, deadlifts awesome. as well. Ha- haven't been getting that uh, annoying lower back pain recently, so good. very happy about that. And then work-wise, we're doing some good stuff at the minute. You're enjoying working with the hurlers. You've got a couple of different athletes still on the books. You're enjoying that? Uh, yeah, still enjoying that. Everyone's uh, developing in a very good direction, especially the kickboxer who has a very big fight coming up in March. Um, so potentially has uh, a chance to go pro after that as well. But yeah, everyone's uh, everyone's doing well. Barbell's looking busy and nice. Metcon always. So so what I'm nice hearing is if you want to get into pro sport, go to Europe for your strength conditioning. Contact that, that, that Europe. Is diff- <laughs> that is the difference maker. Um, awesome, cool. Um, myself, I'd say the same. Like things are great at the minute. Works good. Nice uh, steady start to the year. Um, Bit of admin for MSC, we've got the MSC uh, Metcon Games coming up, which is really exciting. We're looking at the uh, the 6th of April, of April. Uh, which is really exciting to get back into there, uh, which is always a good time. Um, gives people a couple of months to really pick up the training again as well, so excited to get into that. We've also got our small group uh, memberships up and running, so if you're looking for a more personable approach to your group coaching, um, or you're looking to take your training up another level, uh, then get in touch and we can hopefully get you started with that. But nonetheless, now that that's all out of the way, let's dive into some caffeine let's dive let into it let me just have a quick sip of Ooh. my single so. origin locally sourced uh, americano uh, lung black even mm, it's delightful yummy 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 uh you're what's hard you you enjoy a, caf- a coffee obviously do you want to tell I us do. how many coffees you normally have in a day um at the moment i'm only drinking one coffee when i wake up so i don't necessarily have another caffeinated drink throughout the day wow. however if you asked me this about five six years ago it would have been like five to seven coffees per day i'd say okay yeah. what's uh, what's made you decrease that just yeah. um, generally just felt a little bit um 
anxious over drinking too much coffee, couldn't sleep properly, um, obviously because of that, couldn't sleep in properly, my training was suffering as well, so um, I just felt better when I had less caffeine, I just realised I didn't yeah. need as many. It's really interesting, like the more people you talk to about caffeine, like everyone says they love caffeine, but then also like people have to make a, a more conscious decision to cut back on caffeine, um, because there definitely are negatives, which we're going to dive into the research of, but the anxiety one's one that comes up quite a lot actually mm-hmm. um, it seems that if you do suffer with a little bit of anxiety that just seems to be in heightened from the caffeine and I guess that was the case for yourself was it like more just when you're having like higher caffeine days you just felt more kind of an edge or um, yeah obviously like I was working in sales at that time as well for a gym so I was a PT and a sales uh, consultant as well it's so, like being in the office for like 10-ish hours a day just wanting to get a bit of an edge to keep going keep working so yeah i think that was kind of an un- unhealthy habit but yeah. yeah i think a lot of people get into a vicious cycle with the caffeine where it's like i'm trying to have a couple of coffees to get through the day um, and then they get to the end of the day and then all of a sudden you notice that your sleep's not quite as good and then it's just repeat you wake up you've had a, a bad night's sleep so you have a coffee then you have a coffee again and then you're tired you need someone to pick you up in the afternoon you have another coffee and then you have another bad sleep yeah you're so, trying to replace good sleep with more coffee yeah it's tough you know yeah I, I, I love coffee and i think it's one of the um i won't call it a vice because i think i don't think it's that bad for you and um, there's obviously negatives and positives to it uh, but i remember one similar position to yourself when i worked in a commercial gym i found myself drinking a lot of coffee and it was almost like a social thing like everyone would go and get the round of coffees yeah. and it was like cool to be involved with and before you know it, you're having like four or five coffees so okay. I remember one day I tried to uh, I tried to cut uh, golf like uh, it was a bad idea actually I was like I'm gonna have no coffee today I'm gonna do a, a day cold turkey, cold turkey. <laughs> and it was on like a Tuesday which at the time I was, I was teaching spin uh, so I was just doing spin I had like another couple of classes I don't think I had like a kettlebell class um, a spin class an abs class and then I trained myself and it got to about two o'clock, and I had the worst hangover, uh, hangover <laughs> headache. It felt like I had it a hangover. Like a hangover yeah, uh, yeah. Worst headache I've ever had. Um, to the point I had to go home. Oh. Like I had to cancel like a couple of one-on-one sessions I had. Had to cancel the classes. I remember the drive home was disgusting. I got home, I threw up. <laughs> then I had a. I remember this. I had a double espresso and a twenty-minute nap, and I woke up and I felt like right as rain. And I was like, man, like two things is like A I need to cut back on the coffee but B man I I cannot do the cold turkey that's just a bad idea Um, so I think since like a bit more manageable amounts of coffee and I think if that's like your one vice it's probably not the worst thing in the world there's worse things to be uh, addicted to worse things to be uh, have as your vice well uh, yeah let's get into into the poll that we put up then on MSC and we'll kind of talk through (coughs) the findings and kind of if it's in line with what we thought and then we can dive into the research so first question we had is um was not that one <laughs> is do you always have a caffeinated drink and out of the 84, 84 quick maths uh, that answered 61 73% always had a caffeinated drink uh, 23% didn't yep. which is quite interesting I thought it might have been a bit higher uh, I was expecting it to be higher as well if I'm being honest yeah yeah I guess uh we'll talk about research later on but yeah that was interesting um, in terms of like the how many coffees did you answer again nine, 93 people answered which means which means nine people didn't answer if they have a caffeinated drink or not why is that maybe what are the people hiding scared to share their opinion wow interesting uh, and the most common answer was two to three coffees which I think is about right isn't it I think that's what most people yeah. looking at the people that had more um, a lot of powerlifters seem to be having <laughs> more than four um, powerlifter powerlifter I'm not sure. Looks like a fighter, powerlifter. A lot of powerlifters. 
living up to their uh, their reputation as having a lot of coffee. A couple of people that have none, which is, yeah, interesting, or one. I feel like um, mainly around the gym you'll see powerlifters with, like, not necessarily coffee, but caffeinated drinks. Uh, The classic, I'm a powerlifter, so I'm having two monsters to get through my eight sets. Two monsters and gummy bears. (laughs) (laughs) And then kind of the cut-off. This one was really interesting to me. Uh, So what time do people cut off? Because we'll talk into the Mm -hmm. research of this, but there's a lot of, like, 6pm, 4pm. But what, like, looking through it, again, it's just anecdotal because we've only had, like, X amount of responses. Um, But the... I would say the slightly older people seem to have a, a an earlier cutoff an than earlier cut the off. younger people. Like you look now, um, and like nineteen year old lad, six pm, seventeen year old, three pm, um, someone at university, four pm, um, slightly older person, nothing after midday, need to sleep. Mm-hmm. PT that we know, one o'clock. Big Charlie, three o'clock. So there definitely seems to be not exactly, but like younger people seem to have the caffeine a bit more and older people seem to uh, and I say older I'm talking 30s like it's not, <laughs> not actually old but they seem to um, focus more on like the quality of the sleep rather than actually the short term yeah. of the uh, the caffeine so yeah do you have a cut of yourself? Um, I try not to have any coffee after 4 or 5 p.m. Um, I don't necessarily think that it massively impacts my sleep at I'll the tell moment. You something you're uh, very uh, you're you're going against what you because you said earlier you only have one coffee when you wake up. Are you currently drinking a coffee? Yes. And then you just said your last one. your last one is 5 p.m. No, no, no. As in the cutoff. <laughs> if I was to have a second coffee in the day, the cutoff sure. would be then. But yeah, I tend to have one per day usually. Okay, cool. Um, in terms of like effect on sleep do you want to dive into into the research of that because there's a few different studies that we we talk about of uh how long like the half-life of caffeine is and how long you should be kind of having if you wanted to to optimize your sleep um yeah so obviously like uh, i think mainly the research is showing obviously that there is some influence of caffeine on sleep but um how big or small they are it can depend on multiple different things um you're looking at the the research like you're going off the averages so everything we're talking about is the average you've got very individual uh, responses there's a genetic component to caffeine as well where you're either a whole high or a low responder obviously we're going off the averages um but there's a uh, before we get into the research one one someone told me about this rule the 10 3 2 1 rule uh for, for optimizing your sleep okay and it's 10 hours caffeine free uh three hours no drink two hours no food or might be the other way around for that one and then one hour of, of no screen time no screen and that's time. like a way of optimising your sleep mm-hmm. and actually when you look at the research I think that 10 hours is probably like about right yeah. from the numbers that we've looked at like you're absolutely right there's always a difference in the, the quality of sleep there was a very recent um, article that came out that inspired us to do this uh, to do this podcast for Marcus 2023 <laughs> looking at the positives and negatives of the caffeine mm-hmm. um, and I can't remember what their cutoff was but like the days where they were having higher caffeine days um, which are, again I think was like 5 to 6 uh, milligrams per kilo Kilogram. for the day yeah. if I'm correct um, they were having 36 less minutes of sleep On that's when I have yeah so in terms of like we know that sleep has an effect on that. Then there's other studies that like compare having coffee two hours before bed, four hours before bed, six hours before bed. Um, and all of those sleep was affected. People have interpreted that as saying, our oh, six hours should be the cutoff, which probably isn't enough. If you're going to bed at 11, you shouldn't be having a coffee at six because it's just yeah. not going to be enough time. So then looking at like when it seems to be, the numbers that I've got from like the different studies I've looked at um, is nine hours is probably a set safe. 
But if you wanted an absolute fail-safe, um, 13 hours 13 is, hours. is guaranteed to get rid of the half-life of caffeine. So after 13 hours, there's going to be no, for, for most people, there's going to be no caffeine in your system and you're definitely going to have an unaffected sleep. 90 hours is a pretty safe bet. But then you want to individualise that because, again, like in the in the poll that we did, some people were having caffeine just before bed. Just before and bed. And it doesn't seem to affect them. I've yeah. got a friend who came out of my house the other day and he, had a, he asked for a coffee at like nine, 9 at night. And I was like, dude... What? Come on. what? <laughs> Do you want a decaf? Yeah. Um, so yeah, nine to ten hours seems about right. Do you agree? Um, yeah. For yourself, you said five o'clock. Five o'clock. Absolute latest. As but I you said, get to bed at 2am, don't you? Uh, no, so. <laughs> not 2am. I, I do go fairly late, but not, not necessarily 2am. But maybe that could be, obviously, the effect of oh, caffeine. Which one came first? Which the coffee came? at 5 or the bad sleep? <laughs> I feel like coffee at 5 came in first. Yeah, but so if, you were, if you're trying to optimize your sleep, we say... Like eight to ten hours, which eight to, 10 hours. to be like I said, in line with what a lot of people are doing. Like on average, like the last coffee was like between midday and two o'clock. If you're going to bed like eight hours later, that's ten, uh, maybe eleven o'clock. That's probably about right, about isn't right it, for yeah. most people. Cool. So that's kind of like the half life when you should be having it if you're trying to optimize. In terms of like actual amounts of coffee, um, have you looked much into like pre workouts and like how much um, coffee you should be having in terms of like optimizing performance? And I guess first off, before we even dive into that, does coffee seem to, or caf- coffee, caffeine seem to have a positive effect on performance from what you've read? For myself or generally? Anecdotally, let's talk anecdotally and then also the research if you've got the info. Yeah, uh, anecdotally, I'm going to go with a yes anecdotally. Um, obviously, maybe that's more of a religious thing, just, just having coffee every day out of a habit. Um, but when I don't have it, I do feel like it affects my uh, performance in the gym. Um, however, obviously, there's uh, studies that have been looking into different amounts and everything. But obviously, there's there's a different difference between having just caffeine and having caffeine in a pre-workout because other components of the pre-workout can obviously have an ergogenic or a good effect on your athletic performance compared to just caffeine by itself. Um, but I think like the regular doses in... Uh, and supplements, uh, obviously, I think it ranges in between about 150 to 300-ish, maybe even 400-ish in some cases, uh, whereas a regular cup of coffee, like your re- regular cup of coffee, would have usually about 80 to 100, we said, something yeah, like that. Yeah, and I think like maybe like a, um, a coffee shop's a little bit more, but for the average coffee at home, you're looking at about 80 to 100. 80 to 100, yeah. Uh, what about yourself, Luke? What are your kind of uh, coffee habits in a day? Do you usually have one coffee, or is it... I have a lot of coffee, uh, <laughs> and I have about yeah probably about four four or five coffees a day. Wow. But I do try and have them all by like, with the exception of a Monday when Naz lovely lovely Naz brings me in a uh, a coffee at three thirty. That's the latest I'll ever have one. Um, but most days I try and have it like I like that ten hour rule. So for myself, I get to bed at like on average eleven. So mm-hmm. a normal time I late latest coffee at one. Um, I'm not a fan of coffee pre workout. Um, I do understand that there are. You know, benefits to it. So let's dive back into into that research. So, so yeah. sorry, you said pre-workouts have between 200 to 300 per yeah. serving. Yeah, obviously give or take a little bit. And what um, does the what does the research say on like caffeine pre pre-workout or pre-training? Um, does it have a, an effect? I mean, uh, obviously there's different studies out there, but most of the studies say that it can have a positive effect, but not necessarily taken as a pre-workout, just as a general kind of consumption throughout the day. Yeah. Um, Obviously, if you are taking it as a pre-workout, you should be taking it at least an hour 
an hour and a half before if you if you're looking for those effects because it will take a little bit to absorb. Yeah, it's definitely not an instant thing. Yeah. You, you want to take it at the last second. I think it's quite common for people to say like as they're on the way to the gym they start having the drink. I see a lot of people like they'll have like half the drink pretty quick an hour out, then they'll sip the last part a little yeah. bit slower later on. Um, so yeah, I mean like you said that there, there does seem to be a very small effect. It doesn't seem to be this massive effect which some people act like without caffeine they wouldn't be able to train. And you do yeah. wonder about that how much is like you know how much is the, the social side of things where it's like um, or like the environment of like oh man I'm smashing loads of caffeine and I'm going to work out super hard uh, but in terms of like what I read um, it seems to have an improvement in like the velocity the bar velocity it seems to have a, an impact like it reduces the RP of the sets that you're doing so it does seem to have like a short term effect on that when you're looking at the studies long term it doesn't seem to have that much of an effect because it's like a 10% improvement in bar velocity which is a, I mean I would absolutely say that that's, that's pretty big mm-hmm. um, but I guess over like a four week study it's not going to amount to that much but I think when you start to compound that over time that like 10% improvement in bar velocity means you might be able to lift another let's say 5-10% more uh, long term that's going to really help with your, your strength gains um, interesting when you talk about the strength gains it seems to have more of an effect on um, lower body than it does upper yeah, um, upper body doesn't seem to have as much of an effect from caffeine and I'm not entirely sure why that would be um, but lower body seems to be more affected so I think that also kind of encompasses people that might do cycling or running like caffeine's also going to be a positive for that Definitely. but maybe if you're doing something very upper body dominant you might not notice as much of an effect yeah. but there does seem to be a small win you mentioned at the start about looking at like the positives and the negatives so i think you know most people are lifting a little bit more the guys that are having caffeine but yeah. we mentioned about the sleep and in the recent study by marcus which we said um we, we inspired the podcast People on average were getting what, like 30 minutes less sleep a day for the guys that were like habitually having caffeine throughout the day or like having a high caffeine day. Um, Do you want to dive into that a little bit? Um, Yeah, so obviously. This was done on like, it wasn't done on lifting, but it was done on cycling, I think. So it's not like a strength adaptation, it was more kind of like just like looking at the day of someone that has high caffeine, low, and medium days. So, Uh, yeah, so I think obviously I read the the same uh, study. In that study, obviously, they. they looked into uh, how much caffeine would actually benefit you in terms of, like risk to reward ratio on caffeine. Um, and obviously there was diminished returns because even though it, in some cases it would increase uh, athletic performance, the amount of sleep that that person lost on an average obviously would kind of dumb down the benefit of it uh, mm. over a long term. Obviously, like for, for a good performance, we need to have quality sleep, quality nutrition, etc. So obviously these kind of things, if long term they're impacting our sleep, obviously it's going to impact the performance in long term. So maybe it's a good question to kind of ask if, if it's worth it in the first place. Yeah, so we, we yeah, you you improve in your your bar velocity by ten percent. Um, the negative is you're sleeping thirty minutes worse. There was another study that said on average that people that were having higher caffeine days were sleeping forty five minutes work uh, worth, which is is massive, man. Like if you're sleeping eight hours, you know it's almost like an hour's worse sleep if it's forty five minutes. You know, it's almost like a tenth of the sleep. It's yeah. it's it's a pretty big. So you you're getting ten percent more velocity. You're losing ten percent of the sleep. Yeah, and it's kind of what's more important to yourself. Exactly. Um, yeah, the other benefits that seems to come out from it is um, overall like step count. Yes, the overall step count uh, apparently increased in the, all of the studies. Even though the sleep, even though the sleep was a little bit obviously uh, rocky, um, daily step count definitely increased for uh, every participant in that day. So you can debate obviously that with caffeine you can do more work. 
but obviously how how much more work can you do mm. if you're not as recovered yeah so the guys are having from that study you were having 36 less minutes sleep um, but the guys that were doing like the medium to high caffeine days were having a thousand extra steps and I guess that just comes down to like how you're feeling if you're feeling a little bit sluggish through the day you're less likely to increase your activity we also talk about like need to like non-exercise activity um, you know just like if you've had a couple of coffees <laughs> for right or wrong you probably just find yourself like moving around a little bit more yeah. compared to not like fidgeting. Um, which is probably not good for someone like yourself with the anxiety if you find yourself fidgeting but exactly. like if you've got an overall goal of, of, of weight loss or fat loss um, probably Probably having medium caffeine days is probably a Gonna benefit. Be good for you, yeah, yeah, because yeah, it's increasing the activities from a, lap, a fat loss perspective as well. Like, I'll start by saying this: like the long term outcome, I'm not sure like how much it does. But people that had caffeine um, prior to which this study, by the way, it sounds amazing. We were joking before where like all the people that come to us with studies, it's always like, can you do a, a free rep max on deadlift? Or can we uh, do a muscle biopsy, which is like cutting a part of your leg out, which sounds horrible. This study was, we want you to go to the lab, we're going to give you a coffee, and then you can eat at the buffet. Yeah. Which <laughs> sounds, sounds amazing. amazing to me. It's like, why do these people never come to MSC, man? Why, why is it only the maxing out of the deadlift that you want? Anyway, so they had a coffee beforehand versus the other group didn't in the controlled study. And then they went to the buffet and then they weighed out like how much they ate. And the people that had a coffee pre-hand at um, 10% less than the guys that did. So it seems to be a bit of an... Uh, a, a, uh, suppressor of appetite as well yes. the negative is is that later in the day like the day's calories were equated if they had a high or low day so it seems that like you have less calories for a meal but then you have more calories later down the day because you, you're hungry because you're probably not eating as much so I'm not sure if it actually works as a suppressor for the day um, but if it was like a very small potential reduction from the caffeine plus the extra thousand steps these little we talk about the small wins that could like lead somewhere to like these little small gains that are going to help support um support your goal of, of trying to lose some body fat as long as it's not a uh, frappuccino <laughs> and it's a black coffee a triple caramel exactly um yeah just going back to that obviously like the suppression of uh, hunger that can be due to sleep deprivation that cause, uh, coffee caffeine can cause in the first place. Obviously, it's a little bit unclear in the data to show which one it actually is that it's impacting the yeah. hunger. But yeah, yeah. Worth, worth saying. It's tough, but when you start to put all these things together, you can kind of put together like what would be like an optimal um, caffeine plan. Um, where you're thinking like habitually drinking caffeine, caffeine through the day could be a good thing. As long as you abide by the rules of cutting out at a certain time so it's not affecting your sleep. You're not having such a high dosage that it starts to have the negative side effects. Because um, going back to the, um, the pre-workouts... There's like studies looking on like low dosages of caffeine and how that could impact. And it does seem that as low as like one to two um, milligrams of coffee per caffeine. I keep saying coffee. Everyone knows what I mean. Yeah. But uh, one to two milligrams of caffeine per kilogram seems to have a positive effect on that bar velocity on your RPE, the amount of work that you're going to do either on cardio based stuff or on strength stuff. Um, but when you're going as high as nine milligrams, you don't get any extra positive performance benefit, but you start to get those little side effects, which is stuff like you said, like the anxiety, the deprivation of the sleep, yeah. um, seems to have like more of the negative impact. So there's definitely like an upper limit of what you should be going for. 100%. No one's going to recommend nine milligrams per, per gram. Hopefully not. But you hear this like you hear in, in powerlifting, especially like the young, like I said, like the, if you're looking at the people that replied that seem to have caffeine later, like the younger powerlifters, the pride them like I was at um, Cambridge of Oxford on the weekend and they're all like bragging about how much caffeine they've had I'm like dude you're doing f- nine reps man like, <laughs> I don't know how much you actually need yeah. but like you hear people um, yeah absolutely slamming like 
multiple pre-workouts and stuff and I'm like dude come on like you don't need that and then later on you're going to sleep like shit um so yeah that's quite interesting i guess the last thing then um that we could talk about because i think we've covered quite a lot of the research is like if because this is something that was really interesting to me and I actually reached out to, to joe matthews who's one of the does a lot of research his friends done one of the studies that i've mentioned today um I'm not gonna. I'm gonna. I'm not gonna do it to myself. I'm not gonna pronounce his name. Uh, but we did a study in 2017, which uh, Joel sent me over when I told him I was doing this podcast. And it was one I've actually read before, um, looking at um, if like caffeine, if the um, er- ergogenic, 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 <laughs> ergogenic effect wears off as you kind of habitually have caffeine. Does it get worse? Is it worth tapering off? Because I remember a few years ago. Henu, who now lives in um, Estonia, um, he was big into um, tapering off the caffeine before like a big performance. So if you had like I don't know a big game, if you were playing a sport or if you had a competition on the weekend, like tapering off your caffeine to then have a big spike in it. He he was a big fan of that. And I remember at the time the research indicated that actually that's not a thing mm-hmm. and it doesn't seem that like tapering back um, seems to have more of an effect. But it was definitely something that people did. It does, however, now seem to swing back that. Um, it does seem to be something that, like the the effect of caffeine, kind of get, gets less as you kind of. Yeah, it's take less out effective more over time. Yeah, definitely. Um, yeah. Some studies have been pointing towards that, um, but for myself, maybe as well, I can I can say like before, maybe when I was having, when I just started having coffee, uh, I definitely felt more awake, more alert, kind of uh, throughout the day and in my sessions. But maybe over a course of time, when it started being more a habit yeah. rather than and aid um, those effects were going down yeah I think it's tough to say really because when you talk about like, like it could be just a causation effect where because I'm having less coffee I'm sleeping better so my recovery is better so my performance is better when I do it um, or is it a case that like you know performance is slightly better with caffeine if you taper back and then have an increase you do perform better I think it is really difficult to say because you look at like people that take again like using powerlifting or like a competition on the weekend as an example if you've had a week of like recovering a lot of times people are like really focused on recovering rather than like they're just normally kind of living their lives they make like a, a heightened effort to recover between sessions to make sure they're optimizing things if you're doing that coupled with having less caffeine like you're going to feel better regardless if you had more caffeine exactly. or not. so i think it is really difficult to say but the studies do show that like reducing the caffeine it's probably a good idea if you want to increase the potency of coffee again, caffeine yep. again. Um, so it's definitely worth considering if you've got like something big coming up. I think the other thing is maybe just like periodizing your caffeine with your training. Yeah. Is having periods where you're having caffeine um, or having them on your high days, not having as much coffee on your lower, lower days, days where you don't particularly need the caffeine, which is just common sense really. <clears throat> um, but definitely having periods like if you've got an easy block of training, not relying on caffeine, so then you get that kind of increase in the amount of effort, um, effort uh, effect that the caffeine would have on you is probably a good idea. Yeah. Um, I mean, just going back to uh, the mass article, obviously this is more anecdotal than scientific, but Eric Helm was mentioning how for his specific uh, case, when he started dropping down the caffeine intake, he started having less headaches, uh, feeling less anxious and stuff like that. So maybe even outside of the ergogenic effects, if you feel like caffeine might be the thing that's kind of disrupting your day in that way uh, maybe it would be a good idea to try different kind of approaches to it or uh, yeah just dumbing down the amount of coffee that you have in a day 
I think that's I think that's smart, isn't it? I think you can abide these rules, but like you definitely don't need to have like a ridiculous high amount of coffee to get the benefit caffeine to get the benefit. Uh, again, looking at the studies, five to six milligrams per kg seems to have a good effect when you start having as much as nine, which is a hell of an effort to get nine. But if you if you weigh sixty kilograms, nine all of a sudden like isn't that much it's like five yeah. five cups of coffee yeah. so if you're on the lighter side and you're having a lot of coffee like you're probably having more <laughs> of the negatives without the potential benefits so there's definitely a part where you can start to overdo it but the overall i think like we're both on the same page that caffeine has a positive on your performance it can have a positive on your life but there's definitely an upper limit where it starts to have more negatives than positives definitely yeah yeah i agree is there anything else that you want to kind of go for or we're kind of gone through a lot of the research i always like to summarize things but, uh, uh, is there anything else that we've missed uh i think we've oh covered- uh, i was going to say um a lot of the studies you know for the for the uh, the women who are listening to us uh, it seems to be the same effect on men and women so we mentioned that the lower body seems to have more of an effect uh, caffeine seems to affect your performance on the lower body more than the upper body the results seem to be fairly similar for, for men and women which to be fair looking at like the people that replied women having as much coffee as men going yeah. off like the amount of cups of coffee people having the cutoffs it seems to be both uh, both genders seem to enjoy um, caffeine yeah. as much so the research would show that there's no difference um, gender to gender Happy? Very happy. Cool. So, uh, yeah, well, quick quick, uh, quick summarize. Um, caffeine has a positive effect on your performance. You don't have to have a ridiculous high amount. As low as, like, two milligrams um, per kilogram of body weight is about right. So if your average weight, like 80 kilograms, a cup of coffee would be enough pre-workout. Yep. You can have up to, like, five to six, which is probably the higher to optimal amount that you want to aim for when you start having more like nine milligrams per kilo you're going to get more of the negative effects than the positive optimizing sleep you want to be cutting off between eight to ten hours if you want to fail safe we're saying 13 hours is an absolute hard cut off so if you find that your sleep isn't that good or if you find that you're not benefit you're not you're for some reason getting disturbed sleep maybe have a look at your caffeine intake and start to bring back when you have your last bit of caffeine um, if you're looking at like you know trying to lose some body weight, it can be an exercise, it can be a, um, a suppressor of appetite, but it doesn't seem to have like an effect on the whole day. But it can reduce your hunger. It also can increase your activity, so you're gonna have an extra thousand steps. So there's a couple of small wins there that really can start to compound. Um, and yeah, bit of caffeine pre-workout seems to improve your performance. So <laughs> enjoy your coffees, enjoy your caffeine, but maybe don't have it at midnight. Yeah. And you definitely don't need two monsters before you do a powerlifting workout, powerlifters. So maybe consider that for your uh, next session. Happy? <laughs> Happy. Awesome, guys. Thank you all for listening. If you have any questions or if you want us to send over the research papers, more than happy to do so. Uh, we will see you next week or next time for a, another podcast. But until then, enjoy your coffees increase your performance and we will see you all next time see you next time